And I want you to listen closely to this next bit of audio. This isn't a movie set. This isn't some background television show. This is real life. This is a tragedy that's unfolding right now in Afghanistan. This is just outside of Kabul's International Airport. Yep. It's real life. I mean, how terrifying. Uh, We know what happened. Uh, We've seen the photos of Afghans dying in a desperate bid to escape the Taliban. Scores of, scores of them, desperate, clambered onto the outside of a US Air Force plane as it took off from the airport overnight, some even falling thousands of feet to their deaths. What on earth has gone on? And how did it get to this point? And more importantly, well, certainly for many thousands of Afghanis in Australia, they remain concerned, terrified even, of the fate of their fellow countrymen and women. And what are the kids? Boy, oh boy. Julian Hill, good morning to you, mate. Morning, mate. All right, you have a, uh, a fairly decent proportion of Afghanis in your electorate, and you've been hearing stories firsthand of what's going on over there. What can you tell me? Yeah, I've got more people from Afghanistan than any MP in the country. Um, they're a wonderful community, and it's just been a heartbreaking few days for the people of Afghanistan and for our veterans who served there, who came to know and love the people and the country um, and sacrificed so much, but most especially for Australians uh, of Afghan heritage, desperately worried about their family and friends. Um, I couldn't describe, there's no words adequate to describe the trauma, the sleeplessness, the pain of people in my community. These are Australian citizens, many of whom have been here for years or decades and mm. make a great contribution to our country, uh, but so desperately worried about their family and friends. Uh, but for any civilised person, any civilised Australian to watch this medieval cult uh, take over an ancient country again, condemning, we fear, generations of women and girls um, to a version of modern slavery, um, taking us back centuries, it's just devastating. The scenes have been horrifying, tragic, uh, and I, I I know that we were, were told, apparently, by the, the Taliban leadership that there'd be a so-called peaceful transition of power, whatever the hell that means. Uh, but I worry that this is just the start of this major humanitarian crisis. And what is it that we can do, what is it that our country can do to help uh, support the people of Afghanistan right now? Well, the most immediate uh, priority has to be to evacuate Australians, um, to bring to safety those people who helped us for the last two decades. Um, We we should not morally abandon uh, those who helped our defence forces and diplomatic efforts and aid programs over the last 20 years. I hope it's not too late. The government should have acted months ago. Labor's been calling for this, pressuring them. Uh, They've just been far too slow. Uh, But we've also got to uh, deal with the families of Australians. Uh, Many of these people have had visa applications into our country for years. There are thousands of them in my electorate. uh, And the time for accountability will come. Uh, Scott Morrison one day will need to explain 
the criminal negligence, almost deadly negligence, that means if you're an Australian who fell in love with someone from Afghanistan, it takes almost four years to get a visa on average. Yet if you fall in love with someone from America, it's about five or six months. This is inexcusable. But we've got to try and bring these people to safety. That's the first task. Yeah. Uh, have we dropped the ball on this in relation to um, not just necessarily those uh, outside of the military, but what about the interpreters? We, we've been told, uh, and I've discussed it, I think, with you and, and others previously, uh, Jackie Lambie in particular, about bringing the interpreters, those who were on the front line supporting Australian servicemen and women in the fight against the Taliban in Afghanistan, if we let some of these people down... We absolutely have, and I, I desperately hope it's not too late uh, to save them and to bring as many as we can now. This should have been done months ago. I've mm-hmm. been quietly helping for months um, people in this situation. We have many of the interpreters in Australia. I've been trying desperately. Um, we don't seek media attention on this because it creates more security risks if you highlight it. We've of course. We've managed to have some success in bringing their families here, but it's not just the interpreters. It's their families... Um, and the people who worked with us, I received yesterday just a dreadful email from a lovely man in Afghanistan who'd worked with us for nearly 10 years. I won't mention his occupation in case it makes him a target. It's a, a niche occupation. But mm. working with our soldiers every day, he sent me the photos to a base that I had been in myself four or five years ago. Um, people like that are not even captured in our program at the moment. We need to be as generous as we can as a country we should not abandon our mates. They're not our values. Uh, and it risks our national security down the track if people come to believe that they cannot trust Australians and their word to protect them. Yeah, I worry that it'll become political. Um, Peter Dutton has already uh, fronted the television cameras this morning. Um, I hope he doesn't obfuscate and I hope he doesn't, you know, uh, drag the chain on this. We need to get ADF personnel. I know that they've announced they're trying to get a, uh, a slot at the Kabul International Airport to try and evacuate at least 200 Australians, but I'm sure we will probably need to try and get a, a many more out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's uh, One plane will certainly not be enough, uh, but I do stress that point about families. There are thousands of husbands, wives and children of Australian citizens who are in Afghanistan right now, who've been desperately waiting for years for visas. Yeah. Uh, we cannot forget them and need to do everything we can alongside, of course, those who've helped us on the ground. Um, they're, they're equally important. We need to do both. All right. Well, I know you'll be uh, continually fighting uh, for those uh, who we really do need to look after. Uh, those who've been waiting for uh, visas, genuine refugee. I mean, look, <laughs> if anything, yeah. it's pretty obvious they have a genuine need to get to a safer country right now with, uh, with the Taliban taking control. That's right. It's people with a strong connection to Australia and we should be as generous as we can in these difficult times with our refugee program. Right now, this has to be the priority in our refugee program to bring as many people with a connection to Australia here to safety, to build a life. And what we can do, of course, on persecuted minorities, there's tiny little communities of Sikhs, Hindus, Buddhists who are at risk, frankly, of just being massacred uh, as the Taliban take over. So whatever we can do, we need to find our best selves as Australians in this moment. Yeah, well said. All right, mate, good to catch up. We'll talk again soon. I appreciate your time. You take care. All right, there he is, Julian Hill, uh, doing some good work behind the scenes.
because it's one of those situations, obviously, that you know can't be done under the public glare. But I am glad now that it is getting more attention. We do need to do whatever we can. As Julian said, we need to be as generous as we can to desperately try and negotiate people who've assisted Australian Defence Force personnel. Let's get these people out of Afghanistan. Let's get them out of Kabul. And then let's expedite, uh, expedite rather, the, the genuine visa uh, applicants. And let's ensure that we do it in a generous way and hopefully save as many lives as possible.